0: Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. White Sox fans, this is the Sox Machines White Sox wake up call for Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018. I'm Josh Nelson. The White Sox were riding high after taking three out of four games against the Texas Rangers this past weekend and welcoming the Baltimore Orioles, a team that has been just as bad as the White Sox this season. Unfortunately, the White Sox couldn't capitalize on scoring opportunities and manager Rick Renteria made several questionable decisions. Baltimore hit three solo home runs off White Sox starter Hector Santiago, Manny Machado in the fourth inning, Mark Trumbo in the fifth inning, and Adam Jones in the sixth inning. That is all the offense they could muster, though, against Santiago, who pitched well, going six innings, allowing five hits to three earned runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. The bullpen was also very good, pitching three scoreless Hitless inning striking out five and walking just one with the trio Bruce Rondon, Luis Avalon and Joaquin Soria. Continuing the good news Jose Abreu is still on fire hitting for the White Sox in the fifth inning he smacked his 14th double of the season driving in a run to make it two to one and there was a chance to tie the game but Manny Machado made a great throw to home play to nail Yomer Sanchez. In the sixth inning, Daniel Polko led it off with a double, and Matt Davidson singled to put runners on the corners with no outs. Lurie Garcia crushed a double to deep center, but a bounce in the stands for a ground rule double. Still, it was a 3-2 ball game with runners in scoring position and no outs. This is when things got painful. Despite no outs, Wellington Castillo popped out to first base, and we'll get to that in a moment, and Tim Anderson and Adam Engel struck out none of the three batters could muster decent enough contact to tie the game. On Castillo's pop fly, he didn't hustle to first base because A, he's a catcher, B, it's a 162-game season, C, this is the major leagues, and the catch probability rate was 99%. But because Castillo didn't hustle, manager Rick Renteria has to make a point about this every single time, so he benched Castillo for Omar Nevaez. It was 3-2 heading into the ninth inning when Renteria decided to replace Daniel Polka with Trace Thompson, because you know, defensive substitutions when you are down are the perfect time to make that type of move, and no way would it come back to bite the White Sox in the ass. Well, of course it did. Against Brad Bach, Adam Engel walked and Yohan Mikata singled to right field to put runners on the corners with one out. Yomer Sanchez coming up to the plate and Renteria called for the suicide squeeze. Shocker, Sanchez didn't put the ball in play and then it made it a 0-2 count against Bach. Instead of having Sanchez swing away to at least aim for a sack fly with plenty of speed on the base paths, or, you know, let Sanchez swing away, maybe gets a base hit and maybe Makata scores from first and the White Sox walk it off. No, instead... Sanchez strikes out. And then Bulk Showalter decided that he didn't want Jose Abreu to beat him. So Showalter decided to intentionally walk Abreu, which would load the bases for Daniel Polka. Oh, wait, I mean Thompson. Because again, when you have an opportunity to replace your second best power bat down 3-2 in the ninth inning for a defensive substitution, you got to do it. And who cares about playing for leads when you try to bunt to tie the game? It's okay. Renteria is trying to show the boys that what is important is hustling and going 110% effort on all balls hidden to play because the White Sox don't have enough significant injuries already. Naturally, Thompson struck out and the game was over. White Sox fall to 13-31 and 31 on the season. Tonight at 7.10 p.m. Central Time, it is... Kevin Gossman for the Baltimore Orioles against James Shields against the current White Sox hitters. They are zero for eight against Gossman with two strikeouts, and those hitters being Jose Abreu, Avasil Garcia, and Trace Thompson. Shields has been pitching very well for the White Sox recently, but this could be a bad matchup as Baltimore kind of owns Shields. They are hitting 292, with a 329 off off-base percentage and slugging 562 as they've hit eight home runs off James Shields. Meaning, if you're looking for a pick to click, I will allow you to select Manny Machado, who is four for eight against Shields with two homers and six runs batted in, or even go with Chris Davis, who also likes facing Shields as he has three home runs against him. The TV broadcast will be on NBC Sports Chicago, and you can listen to the game on 720 WGN AM. Down in the minors, the Charlotte Knights put up eight runs in the bottom of the second inning to outslug the Norfolk Tide 12 6, improving to 17 26 on the season. Starting pitcher Jordan Stevens made his second AAA start, and so far he's looking good, pitching six and a third innings, only allowing one earned run, allowing five hits while walking two and striking out four. After two starts, Stevens has pitched 12 and one-third innings with nine strikeouts to two walks and three earned runs. Eddie Alvarez was two for three in the game as he hit his second home run of the season while driving in three runs, and Mason Robbins also had three runs batted in, going two for four. In Birmingham, the Barons could use some starting pitching help. As Jim pointed out on the Sox Machine podcast, Spencer Adams, Jordan Guerrero, and Ian Clarkin are struggling. And Clarkin did not look good last night as the Montgomery Biscuits beat the Barons 7-3. Clarkin in five innings allowed five hits, five earned runs, five walks, and had three strikeouts. Good news, Eloy Jimenez hit his eighth home run of the season. Bad news, Sebby Zavala was put on the seven-day disabled list, so we won't see Zavala for at least a week with a non-disclosed injury. The Booze Creek Astros got the best of the Winston-Salem Dash, 4-1. The Dash could only muster three hits last night as Blake Rutherford drove in the only run. He now has 31 runs batted in on the season. The Dasher one game behind Booze Creek in the division with a record of 23-20. Finally, in Kannapolis, the Intimidators lost to Greensboro 5-3. Craig Didilo and Laz Rivera both hit home runs. As starting pitcher Lincoln Hensman didn't have his best stuff, as he lasted five innings, allowing seven hits, four earned runs, with zero walks at three strikeouts. But the Intimidators are still 27 and 15 on the season. Around Major League Baseball, everyone was waiting to see what Juan Soto could do in his first start with the Washington Nationals. And wouldn't you know it, on the first pitch Soto sees, he hits a three run home run as the Nationals crush the Padres. The Nationals are now 25-21 on the season, while San Diego drops to 20-29. Philadelphia cuts Atlanta's lead to just a half game in the National League East as the Phillies blank the Braves 3-0. The Phillies are 27-18, and the Braves are now 28-18. Staying in the National League East, the Mets are now 24-19 as they shut out the Marlins 2-0. The Arizona Diamondbacks, remember when they were playing good baseball? Well, they have lost 11 of their last 12 games as Milwaukee beats them this time 4-2. Travis Shaw and Lorenzo Kane had the big homers for the Brew Crew as they are now 29-19 on the season and the Diamondbacks fall to 25-22. The New York Yankees punish Bartolo Colon and the Texas Rangers 10-5 as Aaron Judge hit his 12th home run of the season. The Yankees are 31-13 as Texas drops to 18-31. The Minnesota Twins beat the Tigers 4-2 as the Twins are in second place now with a 20-23 record and Detroit drops to 20-27. That means the Twins are one game behind the Cleveland Indians for first place as again, there are no teams in the American League Central above 500. That will do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Sox Machine for our latest content regarding the Chicago White Sox. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the Google Play music stores and help support the show by signing up to be a friend of the podcast at patreon.com slash Sox Machine. Thanks for listening to the White Sox wake-up call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson.